Welcome back to Not Another Knox Podcast with your host, Ajay and Harp. Um, Ajay couldn't be here today. He had a baby daughter. We hope him the best. And uh, joining us again, um, someone you guys and girls have been asking for to come back for a while now, Joel Orstad. Welcome back, my friend. Hey, hey, hey. Good to be back. Thanks for having me back on. I uh, What? Since January? Like It feels like it's been so long. It's, uh, it's good to be here. Also, shout out to our sponsors quickly. Loudmouth Brewing for the best burgers and beers in town. Go to Loudmouth Brewing. Literally, dude, I'm not going to lie. Um, their new smash burgers are effing amazing man and they have this veggie burger with i put bacon on it put um, barbecue sauce on it i know it's a mix of both worlds but it was fucking amazing it was so good <laughs> yeah yeah my girlfriend loves it she's a vegetarian and we went there a couple times now Pre- perfect hangout spot uh grab some beers with the boys perfect love it yeah dude great great spot all right right now literally 10 minutes ago the schmidt deal just got announced winnipeg traded a third rounder pretty much what we gave up for schmidt um to take on his contract zero percent of the cap retained by us and uh yeah what were your thoughts about the deal uh, yeah i liked it it's just funny that he got exactly what he gave back <laughs> i saw somewhere that it's it's basically like he trial run ran out right he just got his money back his free trial ran out got what he bargained for but yeah i mean poor schmidt the guy had a rough year obviously with the COVID outbreak everything that was going on with that i don't think that helped his situation but you know i wish him the best of luck in winnipeg i mean he's always a super bubbly friendly guy yeah hopefully he excels there and on, on a on a jet team that desperately needs help on the blue line so oh definitely just definitely addressed their need and it is funny that we pretty much it, it was a wash right we got what we gave up for him i was expecting a little bit more the jets did what we did to vegas right it, it was like the final hour they're up against the cap we just gave them you know a third rounder i thought we won that deal but mm-hmm. when schmidt showed up you know you could just see he just was not buying into the atmosphere and wasn't buying into the coaching staff right like things just did not go well for him since day one mm-hmm. rumors right away by the trade deadline rumors were coming out that he wanted to be out right yeah. he, he did not want to be here and then they amplified as soon as the season was over um jim benning denied it a few times but obviously he's gone now i love the fact that he did not even want to go to winnipeg but he had to waive his no trade clause to get there yeah yeah well i think you know there wasn't a huge market for him especially with his cap hit and i think a lot of teams wanted retention like salary retention yeah and kind of like yeah no we're not we're not gonna do that and then yeah winnipeg i mean he didn't really want to go to winnipeg he's like oh, i don't know but apparently after the jet signed uh Paul Fastney to the extension. Apparently, he reached out to Schmidt and was like, hey, Winnipeg's not that bad. <laughs> I disagree, but sold him on it, I guess. So thank you, Paul Stastny, because that'll give us some good uh, cap flexibility moving forward. Apparently, there were other places too, like Calgary wanted him and uh, Buffalo wanted him too. And they were offering up a second. That was a rumor. But the thing is that he just said no. Like he was not willing to wave to go to those places. I am happy though that he waved to go to uh, Winnipeg. We got pretty much what we lost. But also at the same time, we got pretty much $6 million in cap. 5.95. Yeah, especially with the moves that Jim Benning has been making I, I read today on Twitter Desperation Jim is the best Jim and it's so true right? when he's fighting for his job he makes the best moves you know what I am happy he's gone but another defenseman that obviously just came into the mix came into the fold that everyone's really excited about is OEL so we got OEL from Arizona we traded a Louis thank God Louis finally gone right even though it was his last <laughs> year on the book thank God he's gone we also gave up what was it Roussel Ruth, yeah, Ruth. and Beagle and then, but we also had to add in a second round pick our first ninth yeah. overall right 
and then also a seventh, I believe. But we also got Garland back, which was a huge win. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. I, I was wanting Garland for a while. I thought he'd be the perfect topics winger to play uh, with either Bo or Petey, whoever. I, I'd be fine with either line, but it gives the Canucks so much flexibility up front, right? Like they can move Pearson down to the third line now. And like, that makes sense. That's where Tanner Pearson should be. Yeah, he can work on the second line, yes. But if you want to be a Stanley Cup contender and make the playoff year after year, you need to be on the third line if you're Tanner Pearson. Yeah, I, I loved Garland coming our way. And he, I mean, he signed his extension almost immediately now. What was it? 4.95. So just about five mil, five years, five by five. Mm-hmm. And 25. Yeah. Takes, him up, takes him up to 30. And the guy has potential to, you know, hit 20, 25 goals every year. The OEL coming back as well is definitely interesting. It's something I was advocating for when we were hearing around about it last season. And I was like, I was saying to my buddy, I was like, you watch tomorrow. By tomorrow morning, OEL is going to be a Canuck. Mm-hmm. And I guess just the asking price was, was too too much. Yeah. But he's here now and, and I'm on cap friendly right now. He's taking up only eight, one of the higher ones, 8.9. It is the highest, 8.9% of the uh, of the cap. Mm-hmm. But it, it re- it's only 7.2, yeah. only 7.2 with the with the 12% retention. Myers is making six. Like I think OEL is a much better defenseman than Tyler Myers and he's only making 1.2 mil more. So he's also younger by a year. So that's huge. When this trade originally broke out, what end of the spectrum were you on? Because it seemed like Canucks Twitter was pretty polarized. I mean, when is it? When isn't it? Right? But um, <laughs> people were either on one side or the other, right? Whereabouts were you? No, I was pumped because I feel like in Jim Benning's tenure, you know, as Canucks GM, the seven years, I'm like, off seasons have been so boring. Done nothing in the off season. It's like, hey, we wait till the last possible second, or it's like, okay, Canucks have signed Louis Erickson six by six. Like, that's the most exciting thing he's done, it, I think, right? Yeah. And it's like, he, he doesn't make that big splash. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe the Tyler Toffoli was, uh, the JT Miller was like kind of like the first big splash, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was great. And then he went for Toffoli. And I think that was a good splash. Mm-hmm. But I think this one's even bigger. And I think this one actually has potential to really, really impact our future for the positive. I mean, who knows? Like, we're also thinking too, now that the Sedins are in the front office, right? I'm sure they were advocating hard for OEL. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's, that's huge. Uh, you know what? When this trade originally broke out, I was not a fan originally. Only because I was thinking, like, this guy has gone worse over the last three years. He has not shown much uh, for what he's getting paid. And in Arizona, he has not shown much. But when he had his interview, he owned up to it. He said he, he said he needs to be better. He said he hasn't been playing well. But I believe it was Cam Robinson. I could be getting the wrong person, but I believe it was him. And he put out a statement that pretty much what you said. Um, the Sedins really advocated for him. And the Sedins really talked to him. He really opened up about how hard it has been with Arizona. You know, the constant rebuilds after rebuilds and the constant and, you know, not knowing what the direction is, ownership, money, you know, not knowing what's going to happen and having no real future as a winner. And this guy's a gamer, right? This guy is competitive. He wants to win. Oh, so yeah. it seems like he's lost that spark. With him being tied in with the, uh, the Sedins, I really hope he does get that spark back and he is able to bring what we expect him to do. I think yeah. he can. I think in this market and how hot this market is, I really think he can now, especially with the Sedins being in the mix. I really believe that they can pump him back up. We offloaded so much many shit contracts about Beautiful. 14 million dollars worth of contracts we offloaded and then garland dude this guy is younger than Tafoli. pretty much what you said better than Tafoli, right his future is way more promising and i expect this guy
tried to do damage on the second line and he can jump up to the first line too he's a legitimate top six forward and he's so yeah. tenacious he'll hit he'll rough people up and he'll score so and his hands well, are pretty good really excited for this guy yeah yeah and like you said comparing him to uh to foley when you think about fit right so he's younger mm. younger than to foley he's i'm not gonna say that he has a little bit more skill but to foley's kind of a, a straight line player in my yeah, opinion yeah. like he can make plays he can shoot uh but he kind of just in the right place at the right time always i feel like he doesn't create that much necessarily mm. you know like mm. the perfect the perfect example is back in the bubble to foley that that first game when he came back against vegas right yeah remember Pedersen, i remember pd on the first shift doing all the work and then just passing it to Toffoli who scored he still scored a goal but it's that kind of player right where he'll go to the net he'll get in those areas and he'll score on the power play like I think all his goals were the same spot on the power play when he was with us but I think Garland's gonna bring a lot more he can he can kill penalties just like Toffoli could he has more speed Foley was low honestly it was hard to watch him sometimes like keep up with Petey, um <laughs> yeah. and Milsey like it was it was actually hard to watch sometimes yeah. so I really like it I've heard a lot of comparison to, to like Burroughs kind of that player right where uh, they're a bit underrated, but they can make a splash when they need to. No, I, I 100% agree. And his AAV is so, like, it's what, 4.9? Like, that's a solid steal. Mm. Five more years. Oh. Um, and he's entering his prime now. So that that's, yeah. that's legit. And he'll get in people's faces. I love that. We need that more in our top six, right? We don't really have anyone that's going to fight. So I'm happy that he's yeah. in the mix now. And he fits right into our core, right? Brock. 24, Bo's 26, Miller's a little bit older, uh, he's 28, but he's still right around there. Uh, Garland's 25, Pearson's 28, they're kind of like the older core. Yeah. But then you got Mott, he's 26. I think Mott's really, honestly, a part of the Canucks future long term. Oh, yeah, they protect him. I really do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he has to be now. Hoaglander's 20, yeah. uh, Pod Colson's 19, 20, right? Pedersen, 22. Jason Dickinson now, 26. He's going to be a part of the future long term. Got to still get him signed. True. And you look on the back end, Fastbone, 22, Holy 11. Maybe not necessarily 100% part of the future, but 23, mm. Quinn Hughes, 21. You can really, really see... Oh, and, and Demko, 25, with five years left, just like Garland, same, almost the exact same contract, actually, five by five. So it's like, you can really see a little bit of Jim Benning's plan. I think that was a lot of the issue with Canucks Twitter a lot of the time, is that, like, can't necessarily see what he's doing. It's like, oh, the guy's been here for seven years. Like, what's he going to do? What is he doing? Why is he doing this? Like, why is he trading for all these old guys and, you know, signing all these old guys? But it's like, now now I can actually see a future, which is really cool. No, absolutely. And to be honest, talking about future, you mentioned a lot of the younger decor. Now that we have mm-hmm. OEL in the mix, right? Because Edler, yeah, when we lost Tanev, we kind of lost a bit of that defensive leader. We know that Edler is not yep. really that vocal. And that's been said uh, quite a few times, the Canucks brass and, and the media. But OEL, he is a legitimate leader, uh, right? He was a captain, I believe, mm-hmm. for Arizona. But he will he will definitely mentor players like Hughes, um, Olevi, and Rath. And that's just mm-hmm. Awesome to have because I feel like they really need that and they really lost out on that last year. Speaking yeah. of core players, someone that we thought was going to be in our core that has now left, has been bought out. Um, what are your thoughts on the Jake Fortan bio? Yeah. No, strictly um, from a from a hockey point of view, absolutely necessary from both points of view, actually, in my opinion, right? Time to go. Toxic environment, toxic player, toxic person. Didn't live up to his, his thing, his attitude too much, right? We talked about it last time I was on. It's like, yeah. if he could have turned it around and then with everything going on with the, the legal issues and, and whatnot, it's like, yeah, it's time to go. I, I, I personally think no team's going to offer him a contract. Like, I wouldn't. I don't think any of them should, but... 
yeah, I think hallelujah. Like, bye-bye, see ya. I totally get your sentiment. But the thing is, uh, unfortunately, there are a lot of teams apparently approaching him and his agent. Like, apparently, there's a lot of interest yeah. there. And the most fucked up thing about this is that literally just yesterday, he got bought out yesterday, I believe. Yeah. There was an article that came out that talked about how much impact he's had on some of these women's lives that he's kind of infected. There's more than one uh, girl or woman that's come out. And they all seem mm-hmm. to be quite younger and they all seem to be groomed. And it seems to be a similar situation. And this article stated that some of these women have talked to, um, you know, the authorities as well. It's not just the one girl. You know, like, there seems to be a recurring, reoccurring pattern with him. I'm happy he's out of here. Stay, stay away. Yeah, just get that far, right? Like, it was really upsetting. People were so hopeful for him. And, you know, how he played in the CHW, like, you watch his highlights mm-hmm. and you watch his drive and tenacity. It's there. But the minute he signed that contract, he was like, Louis, he just did not give a shit. You know, it was yep. such a drastic fall off and no one could understand why. And, uh, yeah, so, um, but apparently, Satya Shah and other people have reported that there is interest in him. I wouldn't be surprised if Montreal signs him, but um, they're, they're all Eastern teams. <laughs> they want him on their team. And Canes, yeah, Canes apparently are really fun. Good. The Canes, really? Oh, the Hurricanes? Well, they can they can fucking take him. I don't care. I mean, they're going to sign Tony D'Angelo too, and the guy's racist. Yeah, yeah. Fucking take all the shit in the NHL. I don't care. Yeah. Ah, it's so, yeah, it's uh, frustrating, but I'm just glad he's not in Vancouver anymore. Toxic, just yeah, not a good guy. So, bye bye. I agree. Moving on from him and his shit show, someone that I am actually quite excited about, who probably won't be the most exciting player, is uh, Dickinson. This guy mm-hmm. is pretty much a shutdown forward, right? He's gonna be taking on the three spot. Um, I'm assuming he's gonna take up the three center spot. Mm-hmm. Probably play alongside Paul Colson and Pearson. But this guy. Holy shit, like he really frees up Horvat to really actually partake in more of the offensive game. Because mm-hmm. Horvat, so many times in the last, what, how many years, this guy's been used as a shutdown top six forward, but he hasn't really been able to take those top six minutes just because he's always on the PK or he's always taking a fa- uh, defensive zone draws. Not that he's not going to do that now, but I feel like this really gives him more time to be in the O zone. Uh, what are your thoughts on this signing? Yeah, no, I really like it. I mean, what what did we trade for him again? A uh, third? I think, I think we like gave a, a third away third or fourth maybe a fourth yeah yeah third or a fourth but either way really good pickup like you said it frees up Bo to play more of a offensive role and especially if he has Garland on its line there's still going to be a defensively responsible line and I mean Hoaglander is a workhorse too right if he's playing there so like they'd still be defensively responsible but but you're right it does allow them to to you know free him up to maybe just play less in the d zone you know less uh, defensive zone starts, maybe more neutral zone, offensive zone starts. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's Brandon Sutter's replacement, right? I mean, he's making, uh, well, he hasn't, we haven't signed him yet. We got to still uh, qualify him and stuff, but uh, he's six years younger. He made just over, I think it was like just under 2 million last year, I believe. So I don't think his rate okay. is too much higher. Yeah, maybe three max, right, kind of thing. So he's six years younger. Sutter's 32. Mm. Dickinson's 26. So like I said before, fits right into that core. He can play a versatile game, right? He can be a shutdown guy. He's got a little bit of uh, flair, like he said in one of his interviews, that he doesn't, you know, he knows he doesn't necessarily put up the most amount of points, and he knows his role. Yeah. Um, but he says he, you know, he can chip in here and there. And he plays center and wing, so it's always clutch to have m- multiple roles that you can play so i really like it i'm i'm excited for him no totally and and he fills that role to a t pretty much as like you said i was looking at his advanced stats i think Harmon dale was the one that put them out and he's comparing him to uh sutter dude this guy was like 80 percent better in almost every category <laughs> <laughs> 
and he's younger and he's way way cheaper right and and so i i am quite excited for this guy one other kid that i'm excited for um apparently they're trying to sign him is the kid that we just drafted second and the second round i believe he was 41st overall yeah. uh danila klimovic <laughs> i've been reading a lot of what chris faber has been putting out and I am super excited for this kid. Like this guy's, this kid's upside and potential is way, way up there. Um, he really seems like um someone. He needs to work on his skating, but he's feisty. He fights. He takes a lot of penalties. Some maybe not great, but he is definitely willing to throw down. Great shot. Great playmaking skills. Right. Like and, yeah. and some of the names that they were comparing him to, if he can hit his ceiling, um, they were all star worthy. I'm not gonna say them because I don't want to put the pressure on the kid. Right. And I doubt. You know, I'm not gonna call him a Nevetskin no, or something. Yeah. No. No. But uh, what, what what are your thoughts on this? Like, it seems like they want to sign him now and get him into yeah. fourth line role or into the A. Well, yeah, clutch, absolutely clutch of a of a draft pick by Benning. Like, what the heck? The guy trades the nine overall pick, and and I mean, we get an immediate impact right away and a future yeah. impact. I mean, Connor Garland's going to be around forever, like for so long, right? And easily uh, worth the first. Easily worth the first. This guy. Easily worth the first. Yeah, ninth overall. Like, yeah, you're going to get a good player. I mean, who did who did Arizona select with it? It was uh, Dylan Gunther or whatever his name is. Uh, maybe not Dylan Gunther, but the Gunther guy yeah. who would have been fantastic. But, you know, who knows how many years the guy's going to take to get ready. And who knows if he is going to ever be ready, right? You truly never know. It's always hit or miss. But this guy that they took in the second round, what was 41st overall yeah. or something like that? Like everybody, you know, they've been saying he's a first round talent. He could have gone in the top 15, some people were saying. But he, he dropped because he's, he's Russian and kind of like Pod Golden, right? The same yeah. thing, like the scare of going to going to Russia like he was the top five talent like Bob Golden should have gone top five in that draft probably I mean based off of scouting we obviously haven't seen him even play a game yet so we don't know yet but uh based off of projection like he should have been top five in that draft uh, I'm excited yeah, I'm excited I was talking to a few people on Twitter today and uh uh, I was saying, like, you know, how he could even, if he does make a fourth line role, right? Because he does play that gritty mm -hmm. style and he is willing to just get in the dirty areas. Yeah. It would be really awesome for Pokolzin, too, because you have someone else that can speak Russian. Even though he is Belarusian, um, he, you know, there is communication um, um, possibilities there with uh, Pokolzin. And these mm -hmm. people started coming up and they're like, no, you know, they have political issues going on. They don't like each other. I'm like, dude, they're kids, man. Like, they're playing with the world yeah, talent. Don't give a crap. Yeah, let them, let them just join the Canucks before you put, like, the world's problems on their shoulders right? like leave that to the countries and the world leaders yeah no man like i think right away he can insulate and give some support to Perkozin, make him feel more at home am i saying he's gonna make the team no but his agent today no. was talking to dollywall and he was saying that his goal is to make the team and that is his expectation wow do i think he yeah. can make a fourth line uh appearance if he can work on his skating and maybe use the power skating coach that um bo horvat used right could take a role if not he will be going to the new abbotsford connect which by the way i'm so wow. Excited for still so excited for that. I want to get season yeah. tickets right away. Yeah, I, I'm really curious what the pricing is going to be. Um, I signed up for the early admission or whatever, the 25 buck deposit, just to see what uh, see what pricing is going to be. But my girlfriend are moving into the place, College Park Place. There, like literally right next right next to the arena. So we're gonna go all the time, and and I'm gonna look into getting season tickets and see how much it is. So oh, I'm so excited for that. So excited. That's sweet. I might get drunk at the game and just crash at your place one day. <laughs> yeah, dude. No problem. That's the beauty of it. You can get as get as much uh, alcohol in your system as you want. Just walk over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So another prospect 
um, that I'm very excited about. Well, you know, the overall, the draft seems to be quite positive. Due to COVID, I don't know much about many of these players. I really had to follow people yeah. like, um, you know, Faber and, and other people that talk about prospects to really understand what is going on. It seems like we really dug into like the Swedish trenches and really took a lot of Swedish players, um, especially Demon. Um, but one player that we got, I can't remember his name, but he was um, a goalie that Ian Clark really wanted. Right. And we got him in the fifth round. And Ian Clark was apparently one of the guys that really pushed for this player and said that, yeah, there's a chance that this guy can actually become an amazing, amazing goalie down the road. Mm-hmm. I love how the Canucks and, you know, the way our amateur scouting staff has has come together. I love how they're willing to reach out to these other experts and other coaching staffs, right? Rather than just the general manager and be like, all right, you know, what are your thoughts on this? We're, this is your expertise. What do you want to know? And I love the fact that Ian Clark, who we didn't even know if we were going to be able to resign a couple of months ago, yeah. is now on the draft floor saying that, you know, this is my guy. Make sure you get this guy in the fifth or sixth round, right? This could be a steal. Yeah, no, I heard that too. And like you said, like, I don't know a lot about this draft class other than the top, you know, 10 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had no idea when the Canucks picked up this second round. I still don't even know, like, not to say his name at all. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> um, we'll just call him uh, Russia 2.0. We'll call him Russian 2.0 right now. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, goalie, like you said, like, if Clark if Clark wanted him, mm-hmm. like, I absolutely am trusting that. And speaking of goalies and Clark, like, one day away from free agency now, who do you think we're going to sign as a backup? Because we need a backup. Hope be gone. We need a backup. Yeah. So, so right now, they are saying uh, Halak is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Halak is a name I've heard. There are a few other ones I've heard as well. Halak last year signed a one-year deal for 2.4 i believe but i uh, but i think due to the way um the cap has gone and the flat cap we could probably get him for a little cheaper but i I would love to get him honestly that'd be pretty good a rhymer's out there still yeah Um, i also i heard an anti anti ranted too that would be that's who i want if we can get him at a good price but i don't think he's gonna come that cheap so no i think ranta would be more expensive than a halak or 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 a rhymer yeah he's kind of that next tier up of goalie just under tuka rask you know, in the free agent list, but like just above those other two, he's kind of right in that middle. But <laughs> I think, I think, I mean, it's Demko's net to run with, right? Yeah. You just need somebody, if we're really going to push for the playoffs this year, we just need somebody to come in within 10, 10 to 12 games. True. Right? Very true. Very true. 10, 12 games. Well, I need Demko can get the rest. Yeah. Hopefully. And I mean, Canucks, I mean, it's almost inevitable at this point that they're signing uh, Luke Shen. So what are your oh, thoughts yeah. on that? No, I'm actually quite excited. I heard, for the rumors are like what two years, seven seven or fifty mil, uh, seven fifty mil, seven fifty thousand. Yeah, like Lee, like leave Mim basically, if not less. Which huge, right? Like he'll literally come. Remember when he uh, he was rookie she- season? He came in and uh, well, I guess not rookie season, but rookie the year he first came in and just played those couple games. He burned his uh, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played with. Uh, played with Shannon, fan favorite by Canucks instantly. Big hitting defenseman, plays a big game, plays a defensive structure, and he knows his role. He knows that, okay, I might have to go down to the A at some point. That's all right. Did it last year. Um, You know, he's not kind of, he's not being a Louie where he's trying to get all his money and just be like, get the hell out of Dodge and wait till my contract expires. Like, he's willing to come in, put in the work, play for cheap, Mm -hmm. and just want to help a team win. Like, 
I love that mentality. It's such a good mentality, I think. So if they if they end up pulling the trigger on it, I am stoked. Yeah, and, and for that cap hit too, I mean, you can't go wrong. And he'd probably be playing for, uh, with like Rathbone on the third um, pairing. Speaking of the cap though, yeah. so the cap right now, after we just traded away Schmidt, literally like, what, 20 minutes ago now, we're at 55 yeah. million, 55 and a half, right? Um, in our cap hit. Projected cap space that we have right now is 26. I don't know if this accounts for um, certain LTIR people like Ferlin. But the biggest two players that we need to sign now are Petey and Hughes. And there's rumors that Petey might get offer sheeted, right? Hughes, fortunately, can't be offer sheeted. So do you think we go long-term with those contracts or or just with Petey? We'll start with Petey first. Do you think we go long-term with that or do you think we go short-term? Yeah, so for Petey, like you said, with the offer sheet, I'm not scared of an offer sheet because now that we've moved out Schmidt, like we really, really have enough to match anything that's thrown at us. But it, I really don't want anybody to offer sheet him just because it will just bring the AV up and it'll probably bring well not the AV it'll just bring the the cap hit up and it's just like uh don't do it I really want Benning to figure it out before he gets offer sheeted yeah, yeah. but I I think I think PD's in in the realm obviously Benning should try to lock him up for as long as he can but I think if I'm Pedersen I I take a I take a bridge deal five six years and then not really six maybe four five actually not five six like four five and then bet on myself uh and then you know make big money because i think we can get him a little bit cheaper this year too especially because he didn't play like at all yeah true um played like what maybe seven eight games like did he even play 10 games this year i don't even know I, yeah, it was yeah I don't even remember and and to be honest like um he's been up and down you know like he gets hot and then i feel like he kind of uh, don't get me wrong he is our best player right but just with injuries and other things aside it seems like he hasn't really been too steady um we still been old, like pretty much a point per game player though which is awesome a lot of people are comparing him to barzell and the barzell contract they think that is the most comparable do i think barzell is better yes right but barzell signed i think three years seven million i don't think that's that bad you know i think three years seven million i think i think that's doable I think if it's long term, honestly, I don't know if I'd go over eight. Um, even if he's commanding nine, I don't see that nine million dollar player right now in PD, unfortunately. Right, mm. a lot of injuries, a lot of other issues ha- have been going on. You know, exhaustion has been a factor. He had a concussion as well when he got thrown to the ice. So if if he can go long term, I'd love to see it in the eight low nine range. Um, but a short term, I I, I don't know. I, if it's three years, I wouldn't want to go over seven point five. Um, I think Hughes though, because Hughes in his contract he is not eligible for um being offer sheeted um because he didn't play enough games yeah and and because he's an rfa honestly he doesn't really have much power um and much uh, leverage on the canucks i can see him getting like a bridge deal for three years like you said betting on yourself for like what four or five million you know i I think it can go Mm -hmm. that low if you want to be stingy yeah i think it's going to be low for hughes as well um, I just think he hasn't had enough, especially after he did have a dreadful season last year. He really did. I mean, he put up the points and he always is going to put up the points. That's never going to be a question. Yeah. But until he rounds out his D game, like, uh, I don't think, I don't think it's, I mean, obviously, like I said before, it's yeah. genius if the Canucks can get him long term, just like Pedersen. That, that should be Benning's goal is to try to get both of them mm. on eight year contracts. Truly, it should be. Yeah. But he's he's not going to do that. He'll probably, like you said, take maybe three, four, maybe five years, kind of the bridge deal, yeah. uh, bet on himself. And I, but he will come in, I think, inevitably at a lower AAV than uh, Pedersen, regardless. Even if even if he signs long term, uh, I still see him coming in at a lower AAV than than Petey. But only time will tell, my 
friend only time will tell true no very true i'm really hoping that p doesn't get offer sheeted a lot of teams don't have the cast base or what it takes to get you know get an offer sheet done but seattle does yeah. and that worries me because that's literally like, an, like a three four hour car ride down <laughs> and uh, i can really oh my biggest fear i could really see them offer sheeting um, pd and i hope that doesn't happen benny said that mm -hmm. they will match anything but i mean if it's like what max contract 11 12 13 14 million i don't know whatever the max contract is say they go off sure. the wall and they start try doing that and we got four <laughs> first and a second and a third or something you know some people will be considering to you know keep keep that instead uh, of keeping pd right that's, that's a huge haul yeah. for for a, a player that's um still needs to have a pretty much a full healthy season right but mm -hmm. that's a wrap man thank you for joining me today again our sponsor is loudmouth brewing for the best beers and burgers in town visit loudmouth brewing honestly you won't credit it the beer is so crisp so good he's got a new seltzer on tap oh my god in the sun it was amazing all right man thank you so much <laughs> joel until next time okay yeah cheers thanks